This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. I got near Shabbos, hope everyone is well. As we open up Pashas Lech Lecha, the Territ begins to let us know a little bit about Avram Avinu. And this week's Pasha is when we first start to hear, to see how the Torah describes Avram Avinu, the great Avram Avinu, our altar, altar Zedah. We all come from Avram Avinu. And how does the Torah describe Avram Avinu? So throughout this week's Pasha, there are numerous storylines, lessons and messages where the Torah tells us and gives us insight into who Avram Avinu is. But the obvious Kasha that so many of the grapple with, both here on the Parsha and in, as well as in Mesechah's Avos. We all know that one of the greatest tests, perhaps, of any human being was what Avram Avinu went through in Orkazdim. In Orkazdim, he was put up against Nimrod, someone who did not believe in his ideology of monotheism. He believed in Avodah and Avram Avinu was guilty of the crime of breaking, destroying Avodah not believing in Avodah And what happened was he was thrown into fire, into the Kivshan O'esh. And miraculously, we all know the story, we were told this as children, that Avram Avinu survived. Yet you will not find that story anywhere in the pages of the Chumash. In Pashas Lech Lecha and onward, as long as we hear about Avram Avinu, you will not find that story in the Chumash. If not for the fact that we have Teresh al we have Midrashim, you would not even know that story. And it begs the question, how can such a story, such an amazing showing of Avram Avinu's loyalty to Hashem, such a declaration of that not be recorded in the Chumash. And according to some, it's not even counted as one of the tests. But how could it have been omitted? How could it have been deleted? How could it have been left out from the Chumash? How could the Torah have not told us about something as unbelievable as the story of the Kibshan And I believe the answer is not so much why the Torah didn't tell us Kibshan but it's what the Torah did tell us. We're going to go through some points in this week's prayer. I'm going to show you what the Torah did tell us about Avram Avinu. What insight did we have about Avram Avinu's life? And perhaps the Torah is telling us something very important. What we today, in our situation, in our life, what can we take away from Avram Avinu? Perhaps the story of the Kivshan Eish does not relate to us. Because the Kivshan Eish was a one-time experience. A person that has a, a terrible Nisayan, do you, don't you, it's a one-time experience. And I hope and I pray none of us should ever be tempted with such a Nisayan of the Kibshan Yes, many Jews have died in fires. Many Jews have been put to death that way. But hopefully it should continue that that's not our Nisayan of our life. It was a one-time Nisayan for Avram Avinu. But the rest of what the Torah tells us about Avram Avinu are lessons that we need to learn for for daily life. Not just for that one-time experience that may never happen in your life. But what the Torah does decide to tell us and give us insight into Avram Avinu is what we can learn for daily life from Avram Avinu. The opening psukim this week's parasha, Hashem comes to Avram Avinu and tells him, pack your bags where we're going. We're what? Don't ask, just go. That we can learn from. So many times in life things don't make any sense to us. They're illogical. They don't make any conclusion in our mind. We can't dream up what Hashem wants from us. Avram Avinu taught us in this expression, don't ask questions, just do. Trust and believe it will be good for you. That is a lesson we can take with every day of our life. Because we will always have those moments of questions, of understanding. Hashem, why? Why do you want me to go here, not to go here? Why is it not working out for me? Why is the whole world not making any sense to me? 
The first Nisayan of Lech Lecha made no sense to Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu couldn't fathom why Hashem couldn't just give him all those wonderful things right where he was. Why do you have to travel to Atzai Kanan to be blessed with children, fame, and fortune? Give it to me where I am. We all have moments in life where we just don't know what Hashem wants from us. Why Hashem? And that's what Avram taught us in this week's parish. When you have those moments, it's a test. Push through it. Because Avram Avinu put in our DNA the ability to overcome these types of tests. When things don't make sense to us. And the Torah records that. Because forever and ever the Jewish nation will learn and live from that message. Because this will always happen in our life. We will always have those moments where life doesn't make any sense to us. We cannot figure out why Hashem is doing something. And then we get our strength. We get our gvura. Our ability to overcome this from this week's parasha. But the Torah continues to give us more insight to Avram Avinu. Later on, the Torah tells us that after they travel, <coughs> the Torah tells us that he pitched Sarah's tent before his tent. What is that teaching us? The Torah is teaching us how to be a spouse, how to be a friend, be thoughtful, be giving, do for others. That the Torah records, because this is what we need to live by. The Torah is telling us, look at Avram Avinu, how he lived daily. Not the one time I asked him to do something amazing, but his daily life, he was a considerate spouse. He thought about his spouse first. He thought about his friends first. So that's another message the Torah is showing us, to be a good person. Thoughtful, considerate, be a giver, not a taker. These are messages that we live with on a daily, constant basis. And then the Pasuk continues, and the Torah tells us that after Avram Avinu became wealthy by Mitzrayim, and he went back home, he went to the same hotels that he went to in the first place. And Rashi tells us, this is a form of Derech Eretz. It's to show that I, I remember that you were so nice to me the first time around, I'm going to stay here again. A certain amount of feeling consideration to another Jew, another person. This is what the Torah tells us about Avram. Because this is something we can live with every day. That we don't want to change who we are. We want to continue being the same people we were before the money, after the money. We want to go back to the same places we used to visit. Especially if it wasn't necessarily the fanciest place, but it was, they, were, they, were cord, they were nice to us, they were thoughtful for us. I want to go back to those places. And then the Torah tells us something even more insightful about Avram Avinu's life, which we need to learn for our life. When Avram Avinu and Light have a disagreement over where the animals are allowed to eat, so Avram Avinu tells Light, we can't get along because we're brothers. Achim anachnu, we're brothers. So the Mepharshim all try to understand what does that have to do with anything? First of all, they weren't brothers. And why do brothers play a role? So Rashi tells us brothers means they looked alike. So that only makes the question more complicated. The fact that they looked alike, that's the reason why we have to separate. So the Mepharshim point out, the Ksav Seifer, I believe, is the first one to say this, that the fact that they looked alike created a Chal Hashem. Avram Avinu preached, the monotheistic ideology, he preached, but only do what's right, don't steal, and then he's going to have a person who looks just like him, allowing the animals to graze anywhere they want. It's going to look bad. It's going to be a Chal Hashem. Avram Avinu said, I'm willing to put up with a lot. I'm willing to take you light. I'm willing to be a car of anyone. But I can't stand for Chil Hashem. I can't allow people to speak ill, negative of what I'm trying to do over here. So Avraham Avinu was teaching us, we in our lives have to be so sensitive, so careful, so meticulous, not to violate Chil Hashem. And very often we don't mean to. We don't consciously want to. But if we're not careful with our behavior, we could lead to a Chil Hashem. And of course the opposite is true. If we're extra careful in our behavior, we can create an unbelievable Kiddush Hashem. 
where people will walk around saying, wow, the Jewish people are a special people. They are really the chosen people. I heard an amazing story this week about a fellow who's an editor in, the, in a Detroit newspaper. And he said that he will never write a negative story about Israel. He will never allow a negative story about Israel to go into his newspaper. And he explained why. He said his mother had a job working in a Jewish home. She was the cleaning lady, nanny. She took care of a religious home. And the family, the religious family, Jewish religious family that went away on vacation right before December 25th. And the family was away to return on December 25th. So for us, December 25th doesn't mean anything, but obviously for, the, for, for non-Jews, it's a very big holiday. And the woman said to herself, I can't believe it, the family's not going to decorate for the holiday. They're not going to have the tree and the lights. So she went out with her own money and she decked the house in full Goyesha, December 25th outlook with the tree and the lights and you name it. The family comes home from their vacation on the night of December 25th and they drive by their house and they're almost amazed that this is their house. It looks like a good Goyesha house all decked out in its colors for the holiday. This is a religious man. He was the president of the local shul and his house looked like it was taken over by Goyim. And he comes into his house and he calls over the nanny slash cleaning lady and he says to her, I want you to know this was the nicest thing anyone has ever did for me. Took out from your time and your money to decorate my house. It was so thoughtful, it was so nice, but I just want you to know, we don't celebrate this holiday in this way. And this fellow said his mother was so touched that even though she messed up, and she messed up royally, the father didn't make her feel bad. The husband didn't put her down. He didn't say, oh, you're terrible, you're fired, get out of here. He did it with such a, a kindness and a sweetness. And he said, for that reason, I will never allow any anti-Israel negative outlook on Jews in my paper. Look at what one Jew can make a difference. That's Kiddush Hashem. Avram Avinu said, I can't allow light to be a Chil Hashem. Although I love light and I care for light, this is where I draw the line. And this is recorded in the Chumash. Because this Hashem says we need to learn from. We need to learn from how careful, meticulous we have to be not to avoid, to avoid Chil Hashem and, and the contrary to make Kiddush Hashem. One last place I want to focus on in this week's parasha where we learn how to be a person. The Torah tells us that, Lloyd go, that when Lloyd gets captured in the famous war, the four kings and the five kings, Avram Avinu runs to save his nephew Lloyd. And Abiyakov Kamenetsky points out, Alpi Halacha, following basic Jewish law, uh, Avram was not obligated to go save Lloyd. It made no sense. Avram Avinu was a one-man army. Him and Eliezer are going to go fight these massive armies. It was a ridiculous battle, Alpi Derech So if he would have asked the rabbi, the rabbi would say, stay home, it's more dangerous to go. So why did he go, says Rabbi Yaakov, he said, because menschlich kai dictates, I go save my nephew. That's the words Rabbi Yaakov uses, and it's so powerful. Avram Avinu went not because halacha dictates. He went because that's what a Jew does. That's what a good person does. We are taught to do things that are menschlich. Whether it says it before Rishon Shulchan Aruch or not is irrelevant. We are taught to have big hearts and good hearts. And when something seems not right, we need to make a difference. And if we can help, whether or not it says we have to or not, we go. We mentioned in Shul that the entire Sefer Bereshis is here to teach us. Sefer Hamidas, how to behave, how to conduct ourselves, how to live a Jewish life. And in this week's parish, I believe, the Torah is focusing on these traits of Avram Avinu. The Torah is teaching us that when we don't understand the ways of HaKadosh Baruch we don't doubt it, we don't ask, we just do. The Torah is teaching us how to be a good spouse, to be thoughtful, to consider it, give to others. The Torah is teaching us how to show respect 
to others and, be, and, and, and not make a chalal Hashem. And lastly, the Torah is teaching us to be a mensch. If there are family members in trouble, you help them out. If you know the Jews in trouble, you help them out. Do I have to? Does it say? No, none of that. You do what's right to be a mensch. And that's what Avraham Avinu teaches us. And that's what makes it to the pages of this week's parsha. The Kivshanesh does not. Because we don't live with the Kivshanesh every day, hopefully. But these things we deal with every day. Spousal interactions, Chilol Hashem, being a mensch. These are things that come up every day of our life. And Muna, are we going to doubt Hashem? We deal with every day. And therefore the Torah records these character traits. Because this is what we need to learn from. And this is what we have pulsing through our veins, our DNAs of Ramavinu's DNA. And Mr. Shem, as we study the parish and go through the stories and learn about Ramavinu, we will try and aspire to be like Avramavinu and to be oimated and to pass all the tests that he was that was thrown his way. And our daily tests that we have as well, Mr. Shem, we should live up to our ancestor. We should be like our Zayd of Ramavinu and be a constant source of Nachas to our Kaddish Baruch. Hu. Have a wonderful Shabbos.